fuck you and your PC bullshit. Welcome everybody, it is the Film Find, we are back, holy cow, we got a lot of things to talk about, this got some Oscar stuff to talk about, and uh, who knows, maybe we'll talk about some other, we got a little, uh, few things to be uh, talking about watching later, uh, first of all, let me welcome to the show, Matt Smith, Matt, what's up buddy? Hey, I don't know much, uh, just, you know, still reeling over some of the things that happened last night, um, both in the show and awards given out. So it's very interesting. We'll have a bit to talk about all of that crap, uh, what did and did not happen. And I got a belch. Hold on. <clears throat> That's the first of many. I'm drinking Diet Coke right now, folks. Welcome uh, to reality. To Welcome to reality. It's what's going to happen. Uh, so we're going to take a little break real quick, and then we're going to come back with uh, a little what you've been watching uh, real quick, not not too long, and then we're going to dive right into the Oscars here and uh, talk about what was what and what was what was what. That's concise, right? Yeah. yeah. What was what and what was what was what and what was not? I don't know. Fuck it. Uh, we'll Mostly what was not. Mostly what was not. We'll be right back, everybody. All right. Well, the song ended way fucking quicker than I thought it would. <laughs> We're I'm, I'm I got a new soundboard, so uh, I probably sound a little bit better. Uh, so, and I'm actually kind of I'm mixing the show live for the first time, uh, playing the music and stuff. And uh, but I, I'm I'm glad that I got the board. It's something that's cool. I can now Matt can actually hear shit that I play off of my computer. So you know, I can you know I, I can do anything now. Anything is possible, people. With a little bit, with a little bit of effort, and you know, around two hundred dollars, you can do anything. You know, you can just do this one. Yeah. Oh wait. Mostly, mostly a couple hundred bucks. You can do a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. Hold on, let me fix. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Now I can do shit like this. You just cost me six thousand dollars. <laughs> six thousand dollars and one Cadillac. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can, you know, just do a. I can, I can do a uh, full soundboarded show. That I don't know how productive that would be. I'm not. I don't know. I just. I need a dude who does that. I need some like you know some zoo crew morning motherfucker off on the side that you know we throw things at. We call him you know like the 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 jerk or something. I think you do. I think the spooge. You have a. <laughs> we call the him the spooge. Hey spooge. What what do you, oh, you better get out of here, man? Uh, the boss is coming. Oh, I'm gonna have your job, shithead. <laughs> <laughs> Just dumb fucking. I don't know. Anyways, uh, we're gonna do a little what you been watching, Matt. I hear that you've seen uh, this week a uh, one of one is a movie that's bound to be a classic of all time. Uh, well, it's a classic of something. Um, I went to see Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters in three dimensions. Holy crap. Uh, 
I, I ponied up the extra dough for it. Uh, and uh, it was not very good, but I enjoyed the living hell out of it. Um, it was schlocky in all of the right ways, and sometimes that's all I need. Now, okay, is it just, is it, all right, because I have questions, because all I saw was the very short trailer that they had, which, uh-huh. which, which really tells you we don't want to show a lot of what's awful in this movie. So I don't think they pulled out a very big trailer, uh, but from right. what I remember, you know, so it's kind of an updated take. Now, now are are they in the past and they just have all this cool new gear, or is it like Hansel and Gretel in the future? No, it's uh, it's in the past and it's kind of got uh, some steampunk stuff going on, kind of like uh, if you saw the Three Musketeers a couple years ago, the D- Paul W S Anderson Three Musketeers, and who didn't? Um, well, which I also actually really enjoy much, much more than the uh, Resident Evil films, um, which uh, I'm certain Laura has berated me for liking on this show before. But in any case, um, it takes place in the past. Hansel and Gretel uh, kill the first witch that's trying to fatten them up and eat them. And from there become world famous uh, witch hunters. And they go around hunting witches and then like peter stormare's there famka jensen's like the main bad it's it's pretty fun Re- hmm. i had you at peter stormare didn't i you almost <laughs> did actually um but uh, you know it's it is what it is it is what it is. it is if you think that something called hansel and gretel witch hunters uh, in 3D, sounds appealing to you, and it, it probably is. And if yeah. it doesn't sound appealing to you, then uh, just stay away. Well, that's precisely. It. You know, the only thing though that like I cannot not uh, when when I hear Hansel and Gretel, think of this. Oh, that's a load-bearing candy cane, you clumsy oaf! <laughs> Wait. Oh, God, no! Let me out! I couldn't be in more pain! Ah! Uh, hello, I'm George Cauldron. Is Suzanne ready yet? Uh. <laughs> That's a great Simpsons episode. His name's George Cauldron. <laughs> George Cauldron, sure. Anyway. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, so okay, so yeah, Hansel and Gretel. Uh, so yeah. good, good, but no good. Uh, it it is B movie schlocktastic. Oh. Well, I'm sure it's worth probably a dollar fifty red box rental at some point. Especially, well, you know, if you're on their texting service, you can get them for like seventy five cents every once in a while. So. Yeah, uh, I'm, or I'm, free, and it's definitely worth a free. Yeah, I I do that a good bit too. I'll get those, and then it's just like, well, screw it. Yeah, but Redbox is genius. I will watch New York Minute one more time. <laughs> Redbox is genius though because I don't know if anyone out there's like me. It's like you get that on like say a Tuesday, and you're like, oh, "Fuck, I can't watch it on a Tuesday." I want it. Uh, okay, nine bucks. Th- then then you actually no. I had the worst one. There is like I actually rented the new Spider-Man video game, which was not mm-hmm. great, but not terrible either. It's very middle of the road, you know, web swing and stuff's always cool. It always yeah. was since uh, Spider-Man 2 on the Xbox, which still holds up pretty well. Um, 
I, I had that thing and like I had no money in my bank account. So like I had is either do that and get a, a huge overdraft fee or keep it for even longer and rack up that fee and then pay that once I got a paycheck. So I ended up paying like 29 bucks. I was like, fuck, I could have just bought this thing for yeah. something that wasn't all that great to begin with. So you were more than halfway there. Yeah. And I didn't even play it that much. That's the worst part of all of it. Anyways, uh, I saw a little movie this week. Uh, I saw the I saw Snitch with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, the Rock it, Johnson. The, the, yeah, the Rock. You can't call him Dwayne. It's just like uh, I agree. It's so bad though. It's like you know, it, it's 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 tough for the guy because you know you've built this thing, you've built this you know character. And when you want to get away from the character, and you're such like a giant muscle bound badass dude, and your name's Dwayne, yeah, it's so it unfortunate so well. for him. I mean, if it was like almost any other name, like the only thing that's worth is like you know, like Melvin or Poindexter or something. Yeah, other th- well, you know, and he doesn't have the like Dolph Lundgren or yeah, 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 or uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Or Sylvester Stallone. It's like, Dwayne Johnson. Like yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Congrats. They they you know they didn't know that he was going to be a muscle bound freak though. That's that's a good point. You know, you come from what uh, kind of that Hawaiian heritage. He could either be like a muscle bound freak or just the big fat guy at the party. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you're the movie. Yes. Uh, it's okay. It's not great. Uh, it's worth. A, I would. I, I don't know that I'd put it at a regular red box rental, but I'd put it at a free red box rental. Um, it's billed as this giant action movie, so I'm sure that a lot of people going into it are going to be really disappointed because it is not that at all. Uh, there's a couple of a uh, couple of actiony set pieces in it, but essentially, uh, the Rock's kid. I mean, and what I do like though is that they spend no time getting ready into the story for the most part. It, it, you know, the story at least starts at a pretty good pace. Uh, his uh, son gets uh, entrapped with this other kid who's been caught for, uh, you know, dealing drugs or whatever. So essentially he's like, hey, man, I'm going to send this package to your house. Just hold on to it for me. I'll come back and then I'll get it and I'm going to go sell these things off. Hey, do you want to sell with me? No, I don't want to sell anything. Okay, whatever. I'm still going to send it to your house. Just, you know, whatever. Just hold on to it. So... Uh, by the time that this kid gets the package, he accepts it from the FedEx guy, opens it up, looks in like literally two seconds later, his house is stormed by cops. They take him away and, you know, uh, he's off to prison and they say, look, you either going to have to, uh, you're going to either serve this sentence, which can be like 10 years, or you can help snitch on other motherfuckers and basically do exactly what just happened to you. You can be that dickhead. And that's all that these people want now as far as uh okay so then the rock basically he the kid refuses he's like i'm not snitching on nobody fuck that noise you know i don't want what just happened to me happen to somebody else because you know i'm in that place so it's an honorable thing for that kid and so but you know the rock's like fuck that i don't want my kid going you know to jail for 10 years or however fucking long it was i say 10 but it's probably longer um and they're like well you know he can, he's like, well, I'll go out. I'll go out and I'll, I'll get some people. I, I work at a, a 
a construction yard or whatever. So I'll, he's like the manager and stuff. So I'll work out and, uh, I'll get some of these people and I'll get some sort of introduction into the crime world and I'll get you people. And they're like, well, reluctantly, they finally say, okay, sure. And it's all about him just trying to, uh, get these drug lords in. And of course, you know, it's one more job, one more job kind of deal. Um, it's always one more job, always one more job. There's, has there ever been one that's just like, uh, we're giving you one more job and he's like, no, I'm good. Thank you. Did you hear me? Last one was the last one. <laughs> I'm not coming out of retirement. What's your daughter? It was the last one, dude. Sorry. You can't have that's, a last one and do another one. That's probably going to be an Oscar winning short one day. But it's um, what it says about, you know, uh, especially first time drug offenders uh, in this country is is very interesting. And I, th- I think it's a good movie as far as from a topical perspective. There's a lot of things that uh, that can be brought up, and uh, it would be nice if you know it, it opened up some sort of a dialogue between you know our government and its overzealousness with their you know quote unquote war on drugs. But uh, it's not going to fucking happen. So <laughs> unless the rock comes in and punches out everyone in Congress, it's probably not going to happen. Which I would pay to see that though. I would pay ten bucks to see that for sure. Uh, but yeah, Snitch is okay. It's not a great movie. Uh, the Rock is tough to believe as an everyman because you just see this guy in like a t-shirt and jeans, and you're just like, this motherfucker is just ripped. He's just such. <laughs> he's just like this gargantuan human being, and you're just like, I would not step in front of this motherfucker at all. God. And the thing is, they test him once in the movie to see if he is a cop and stuff. But it's like, even if he reacted the way that he reacts, which is the right way, which is acting scared. Uh, you would still think this dude is a cop, man. No, like, normal, you know, manager of a construction company looks like this cat. It's just, <laughs> it's silly. No one, like, they're usually beer-gutted dudes with, you know, who just you know, smoke in their office and just say, you know, go find Philippe. I don't, right. I, it's, you know, it's totally ridiculous to think that that's a thing. But, uh, Snitch, uh, don't rush out and see it in the theaters. Uh, if you get a free Redbox quote, that that's going to be a new, that's really going to be a new thing that I use. It's like, is it worth going to see? It's worth waiting for that free red box quote. Yeah, you get that thing. You're gonna be just over. You're gonna be fine. So, uh, anyways, that's what we've been watching. We're gonna take another little break, and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna do some uh, Oscar ranting and raving. Oh, it's gonna be fun. going to be talking some Oscars. Oh boy. 2013 Oscars are now behind us and oh boy. They happened. They happened. 
for for good or bad, do, they happened. Do you want to do you want to take on the take on me show now. itself first? Or? Oh yes, okay. Let's do that. Let's let's talk about the show and then we'll get into the actual awards and what was uh, doled out. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll, I'll I'll throw it to you first. Um, let, let's go overall, and then we'll kind of break it down to, to more minute points. Uh, what did you did you enjoy the show overall? Um. Yes, I think overall yes, but there were major problems. I think I had with it. So. Yeah, I, yeah I, I kind of feel the same way. Overall, for the most part, it was it was a decent show. Uh, probably one of the. I, I don't want. I don't know if I go so far as to say it was one of the better in the last couple of years, but it was one of the more tolerable in the last couple of years. I yeah. would say. Um, yeah, I, I think I agree with that. So, uh, what, what were your thoughts with Seth MacFarlane as a host? I think he did fine. Um, here's the thing. I like Seth MacFarlane when I see him do stuff. When I see him on like Bill Maher, when I see him on interview shows or just hanging out, I think he's great. I don't like Family Guy uh, very much. Um, I think that American Dad's pretty awful. Actually, much worse than Family Guy, I think. Is that possible? Uh, well, American Dad, I think, proves it. <laughs> um, th- I think his one saving grace as far as his, his cartoons is, uh, like, at least he got David Lynch to play David Lynch. That was funny. I do like that. Um, but, no, I think I think as a person, as an Oscar host, um, did he reach the heights of some of the best hosts? No. But were we slumming it by any means? Also, no. I think he was fine. Yeah, I, I wish he had. I wish he had gone a little randier. Actually, that's true. I think that's what most people are saying is that they would have preferred him to just try to be a little bit more edgier than he actually was. Uh, I agree. I think for the most part, uh, I I'm okay with him. I I thought Ted was a complete piece of shit. I want to go out and record and say that I was terrible. Didn't see it yet. It's terrible. I do like the Thunder Buddy song, but I've also been told that I should just. Yeah, I mean, if you enjoy that, then then that's all you need to enjoy. Just you know, I, uh, so many <laughs> with that fucking movie. It's like it 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 seemed like it really wanted to be good and could have been good, but it just got Seth MacFarlane up. So, and I just I couldn't do it. Uh, but yeah, I actually I was a huge supporter of Family Guy back in the day. Loved Family Guy. I was uh, I was with that show uh, within its two cancelings. I was watching mm-hmm. that show. And um, by about, if you look at the DVD sets, um, by about the the fourth set that came out, after that, just fuck that show. They got too self-referential, it got too too much of it. So, And that's what I think Seth MacFarlane has a lot of that, where he'll, he goes back to the well for a lot of things. And um, But I would say this performance, and, and I was ready to hate him. I was ready to hate him and everything he was doing. Um but overall, I, I got to say, I was actually fairly pleased with his uh, with his hosting ability. It was not too shabby overall. Um, I would say, I, I would almost put him to like kind of where Billy Crystal was in Billy Crystal's kind of heyday, 
where it was just like a dude. He was making enough jokes. He was doing enough song and dance shit. But uh, it it could have been so as 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 okay as it was. It could have been so much worse. And I'm just glad that it wasn't. Uh, the show overall, though, um, I thought was it was just okay. wasn't great. wasn't terrible. was just okay. Um, I think. Uh, all right, let's let's talk about this because there's some controversy of the the playoff music. The Jaws theme. The Jaws theme. Um, I think this is this is what I think, and this is what seems to be the consensus: is that it was, it was hilariously funny, but rude as shit. Yeah, I think so too. Um, <clears throat> although the, I always have an issue with playing off. Like you have to do it, otherwise that show is going to go until like one in the fucking morning, right? Um, but I think that the Jaws theme is something that's so abrupt. And so, like, well known that there's nothing that's really classy about doing it like that. It's True. almost like, it's almost like you're getting uh, straight up Apollo theatered when uh, when that happens. Bring out you know, the Sandman! Like, yeah, you know, he comes out. The whole audience, they're all waving their hands. You know, like, get him off the stage. Oh kind of thing. shit! Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan. It was amusing um, <laughs> to the part of me that loves mean spirited shit. Oh yeah. But- but uh yeah it's just it was, like that is hilarious best way in yeah. the in the way that with the life of pie guys that they just trounced him they just mm-hmm. buried him or drowned him yeah in uh in just the sea of it just got louder and louder i actually saw that once until they finally cut his mic yeah they finally cut the mic <laughs> he just it. wasn't shutting up but we i actually saw something like this live at an open mic they had uh, so we had an open mic comedy and there was a uh, there was a band there was a house band which is was very rare and um, but they had a house band, and the house band would kind of a little jam in between each one. And if somebody went on too long, all of a sudden you just hear, and it would just get louder and louder. And then they would just start playing, and it would get louder and progressively, and it would get so loud you could not hear a word the dude said. It was the best way to kick people off because it was so subtle to begin with. You're just like, just you know, just a little one chord here or there, and then just boom. You couldn't hear shit, and it was oh, it was lovely. But uh, yeah, while while funny and interesting, probably could have been done in a classier way. I also thought it was very interesting that the band was not there. The band was over in the yeah, one I thought Capitol that was Records. Really weird. It seems strange, yeah, it was, didn't it? Is down the block. They were in like a sound studio, and uh, that just seemed really weird. I was, I was um, just like, like, what is the point like it of didn't that? feel right not having like that giant orchestra pit taking up so much of the theater, um, but. You know, maybe I'm just old-fashioned, yeah. missing the Bob Hope days that I wasn't alive for. You kids like that stuff? I like that stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'd say overall it was it was a decent show. Some of the jokes were good, some of the jokes fell flat. But I think uh, I think McFarland did a decent job. You know, they've got good writers. That's one thing I saw. Uh, Jesse Joyce was in the um, credits there. Uh, great comedian. He's a uh, uh, if any of you guys have watched the Comedy Central roast, he was on the uh, one of the more recent ones, but uh, he was a big writer uh, with uh, Greg Giraldo, who I thought was one of the best fucking roasters out there. And uh, but he he helped uh, Greg Giraldo write a lot of roast jokes and stuff. So that's definitely the type of guy that you want to help uh, make a lot of your Oscar jokes. So I did, real, I did like bad. the uh, the opening bit. I thought it was pretty funny. 
I, it went on a little too long, but it was pretty funny. Yeah, it yeah exactly. It was it it had its moments. It was good. Um, I'm still kind of uh, mixed on the uh, I saw your boobs thing. Part of me likes it. Part of me says nah. No, I, I really liked that. That was the tastelessness I wanted more of. But uh, yeah, the, the problem with it was it was the first joke in that series. Right. It needed to be the last one. Um, I feel like 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 there was there was a series of things that McFarlane did during this segment and it feels like it hit that apex of I saw your boobs and then from there there was nothing that hit that same level of either um, absurdity or just plain out crassness right um, and it just fizzled uh, it felt like it went on too long because it wasn't building to that moment of I saw your boobs sure but uh, I, I have seen all those boobs yeah oh, we I think we yeah <laughs> And I, I did enjoy the Scarlett Johansson. We saw your silver phones. That's fucking. That was good. Um, I, I do want to mention this. Well, something that I, I I found hilarious, and I don't know that I've seen. And I haven't. Granted, I haven't delved into looking either, so I can't fucking sit there and say that. But I don't know if anyone else caught this. But I loved the dancing number between Channing Tatum and uh, Charlize Theron, and I loved how Channing Tatum was clearly a better dancer. Also a train dancer, I feel though. Oh, like, that's like, true. Like, that's true. I'm not gonna. Like it, she's. I, that's I not her back. Like the moment. I also did like the moment in their dance um, when <clears throat> his street dancing totally came out. It almost looked like he was like he was getting a little aggressive. It almost looked like he was about to punch her in the face, like they were crumping or something. We'll do some step up, bitch. <laughs> but uh, thankfully, he did not punch uh, Charlie Theron in the face because that might have done some damage to his career. Maybe Not a little. A, although, you know, he may have been benefited from the uh, Chris Brown bump trademark, That's true. Uh, by the way. Well, it's like Adam Carolla says, if you can move, all is forgiven. You know, Michael <laughs> Jackson. Michael Jackson could dance like a motherfucker. We're like, hey, touch some kids. Um, can you see a motherfucker could dance? Uh, he could dance. Chris Brown, yeah. punch a bitch. <sighs> he can dance, though. Got to give him a break. Yep. Bruno Mars can punch a motherfucker and it'll be all cool. Um, well, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't even know who the fuck that is. I just heard that. That's Corolla speaking. That's not he's the one that sings that uh, that not not uh, police song when it it's on the radio, right? The song that sounds like the police, but it's not the police because it's Bruno Mars. Hmm. The and only it has that uh, that that uh, like dog drum thing. You know what I'm talking about? That Brazilian drum that you rub and it sounds like a dog barking instead of like a percussion yeah. instrument. Yeah, like that. Like. Like just like a, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. I, I have and it has that throughout the whole song. It's pretty. In, anyway, let's stop talking about. That's the only thing that that you know. It's like I, all, all I listen to is um, horrible Starbucks music. Well, it just comes on the radio so damn much, and also it comes on while well, I'm, I'm at Starbucks. I'm always, I'm, uh, always I there. I'm always listening to just podcasts in the car. I, I can I cannot turn on a radio. But it's mostly. I think my exposure to that song is definitely my job that yeah. pays me. Um, See that thing? That's like, you know, all right. Anyway, you know, it's like that and um, that opera dude, that uh, Andrea Bucelli. Yeah, yeah, I change that shit all the time. Yeah, they're Fuck they're that. on all the time. So, I'm like, put it on the reggae channel or the soul channel. Anyway, back to boobs. It. All right, uh, back to boobs. Who likes boobs? Uh, send us an email at thefilmfind at gmail dot com. Tell us how much you like boobs. Tell us whose boobs you like. 
the most. We're going to get so much spam email now from just, just boob companies. They're going to be like, we heard the word boob in a podcast. We're going to send so many dick enlargement pills, you don't even... Oh, <laughs> bad news. Anyways. Uh, all right, well, let's get on our old Oscar apps here and uh, come up you with... You download them for free in the app store, guys. In the app store. Can I ask you something now? Yeah. Why in the fuck? Now, because you're still on, or you're on Android, is that right? Uh, no, I'm. Being? I'm usually. I'm using my iPad. Actually. Oh well, there you go. Anyways, uh, but wh- why the fuck did they change the Google Market to Google Play? What the fuck is that about? I don't know. Stupid. Anyways, I don't. I don't, I don't have an Android. I still use for my phone purposes a uh, like flip phone that I've had for like five years. So when you take it out, do do you hear the Sanford and Son theme? Well, yeah. (laughs) Because I have it programmed to play. Alright. But I do feel like I'm in the uh, when I'm using it. So In the what? You kind of digital. In in the wire. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I do like the flip phones because you can get pissed off and hang them up. Yeah. It's like it's 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 the old it's the old uh, bake light phones that you can just slam down. It's that kind of like visceral fuck you. Yep. They yeah, I can't just slam. go fuck you slide. <laughs> That's no fun. <laughs> All right, let's talk about what what do we want to hit first? All right, uh, we're gonna ignore. I'm sure I'll ask you this because I don't know the answer, but I, I think that we probably haven't seen most of the animated and live shorts. Would I be incorrect in assuming uh, that? Right. I saw Paperman, which one, and uh, the Maggie Simpson one, right. and Head Over Heels. I saw those three. So I did see most of those. Oh, well, that's but, better than most, I would say. We don't have to talk about those. Yeah, um, so that's what I was going to say. Let's just go ahead and skip those because, you know, blurg. I mean, they're all good. Like... The ones that I've seen are great. Paperman is good. I'm not surprised that it won. It's schmaltzy. It, it looked it good, and I was that. just like, oh, man, this dude's going to... If I was him in this acceptance speech, I'd be like, what's up, Pixar? Yeah, I won an Oscar. And then it turns out he already knows all those cats. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> well, he's just like, oh, I think John Lasseter. Pixar runs, uh, Pixar runs Disney now. You know, we run yourself, fool. Yeah. All right, let's go to uh, what's our big one first. Let's start. Let's start here because this is the first one of the night that goes kind of a big one that people are like, really? Uh, I, I mean, and this was I had this I had this pick because of because of the buzz. I have yet to see it myself, but uh, for best visual effects, Pi won. Yes, uh, and they were the first ones to be kicked off by the Jaws theme. Um, I I I don't know. It it looked good. It looked good, and then I hear the tigers all CGI and whatnot. But uh, mm-hmm. what can you say? Um, I don't know. I I didn't of that one in that category that I haven't seen, and it was also I want to point out the one category that my uh, my homeboy film Prometheus was nominated in, yeah. and I and I voted for that because I fucking loved Prometheus so much. But I just wanted to win. If I was to actually vote my conscience on that, because I like it was so weird between when I'm looking at the app, it's like some of it was like, okay, I'm voting for this because I wanted to win, and or and or I'm voting for this yeah. one because I think it's gonna win. So there's a bit of uh, going back and forth. Yeah, I mean, that. it doesn't surprise me that Life of Pi won. That movie's all visual effects. Um, 
it does very much surprise me that it won best cinematography, but that's uh, another category. Um, yeah, but let's let's just jump in right to that then. Uh, best best cinematography for Life of Pi. Now, normally I wouldn't have I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with this, but uh, with the award that we just talked about, in conjunction with I. I haven't done the research on it. I'm gonna. I'll be straight with that. But I don't know of a case where something has won best cinematography and best visual effects, except for maybe something like Lord of the Rings, perhaps, because I, I think that that ran something that actually combines practical and yeah, that and digital. And, and they ran the they ran the gamut in uh, Lord of the Ring or uh, Return of the King. Yeah. Uh, so discounting things like that and maybe Titanic or whatever, so things that didn't, you know, uh, get everything that they were nominated for. Uh, I, I just don't think that's very often that that happens. Um, I, I just, to me, that's, it's, it's such a killer when there's somebody out there like Robert Richardson, who I believe to be the greatest, greatest living cinematographer right now. Yeah. And, and it was it sucked because I and and I figured he probably wasn't going to get it for Django, uh, because of his most recent win with Hugo. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's he's probably not going to get that. But uh, that's who that's who I voted for on that one. Um, and and I am I'm glad and saddened that Roger Deakins did not win because yeah. I did not want this win for him to be from a digital film. This was his first digital. This was his first uh, jump into the digital world, and I think by doing that and giving him an Oscar for that movie for Skyfall is like saying, "Hey, you know all that stuff that you crafted for fucking ever, and you were so amazing at." Which is, you know, not to say that there's no art in digital cinematography because there is. Uh, you know, but it is a what you see is what you get kind of thing. You mm-hmm. point you point it at whatever, you look at the monitor, is that what you're looking at? That's what you're gonna get. Now if you still I, I always I always use this analogy with like Soderbergh. Soderbergh could use something that's he could use like a you know, a flip cam and put together something that's amazing looking because the guy knows what the fuck he's doing. But you yeah, can he's, hand, he's using it for a reason. Yeah, you, and you can hand a you know, a a, a red or an Alexa to somebody that's you know a 15 year old kid and they don't know what the fuck to do with it and it's gonna look terrible so So, it's not that there's no skill in that but there is a there's such a science with actual film as somebody who's actually shot and you know on on film it's a fucking tough thing to do and to get right because even if like you know and that's where a lot of people just like oh film film looks great it's like film don't look great unless you know what the fuck you're doing our 35 millimeter project looked kind of crappy because we fucking amateurs we didn't know what we were doing well i do want to i do want so so the only time that i can remember this happening right the cinematography vis, visual effects award is uh 2010 avatar won those two awards which it, al- so it also didn't deserve something else but you know it's like i i think my my issue is um like how much work is actually being done with the camera and like if if it's you know it it gets dubious to get into percentages but i feel like if it's under a certain percentage then it's not actually cinematography agreed um that's what, that, that was that my beef point, with avatar the bulk of your the bulk of your film at that point is created by industrial light and magic or some other vis effects uh 
like cows that's just making your stuff look great. But I mean, here's the, here's the other thing about life of Pi. I didn't know until, uh, on Lee's acceptance speech, which we'll deal with later. Um, they had three locations. They were like in India, uh, Canada and somewhere else. But it's like, you're, you're just shooting an Indian dude sometimes in an actual boat and in front of a green screen. Why do you have locations? Like, why do you have different crews in different countries shooting this thing? Like, what is what is that? Is and 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 is that worth something? What's what is that's worth a gold statue? I just and again, I, I haven't seen the film, so I'll 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 watch and make my judgments then. But yeah, I, I'm not I don't know. Django is a fucking gorgeous ass film to look at, dude. Yeah, I agree. Well, also though, you know, like like Anna Karenina. Not the best movie uh, this year, but it looks great. Looks fantastic. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. It just, it's, a, it's like what percentage of Life of Pi was actually shot. I would have interested in knowing that. Um, I'm sure it's in like, a, like an issue of American Cinematographer that I didn't read because I didn't Probably care to pick up an issue or, about Life of Pi. Or like um, a Cinefix or something. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is what it is at this point. It's just it's just weird. It's weird that that's a thing now, that these films are uh, apparently capable of doing, which is winning cinematography awards and being almost completely created in a computer. Uh, maybe the maybe the older members of the Academy they, they that specifically vote for cinematography don't know that that shit's fake. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean that's um, it sounds like a fucking stupid placating thing to just and to, just to call these people fucking stupid and, but who knows Yeah well I mean you know the guy the guy last night right like I, he was a not, he was not a name cinematographer like the other dudes right Yeah exactly This was uh this was like his first win um and uh he had he had done hold on benjamin button he shot benjamin button that was his other thing he was nominated for which, that which is but, from what i've seen of life of pie benjamin button looks pretty damn good but i think i mm-hmm. think a lot of that is definitely under the 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 iron fist that is david fincher and to make sure that everything is fucking exactly how he wants it to be so like as yeah, much as i so, give his cinematographers credit you know he's behind there just going his he fucking puts a hand right up their ass and says this is what you're going to do yeah i think i think that's totally true um but you know when when compared to uh like Janusz Kaminski or Robert Richardson like this guy is i i don't think same caliber and i don't think that this film looks like it's the same caliber as the rest of the nominees not even close all right, let's move on to uh, sound mixing. We'll do that real quick. I guess uh, the Academy loved the onset singing of Alimis. So, uh, yeah, that's that. I pick Skyfall just because I, I like sound mixing and sound editing. I'm always just like I'm a f- like I'm so rarely am I do I get that right? Unless I like I think the only times I've ever got it was like when the Transformers movies won them. <laughs> <laughs> Which oddly enough, motherfucker that worked in Skyfall. There you go. So boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken. 
Which I might. No, that's that's right. He think right? he, he yeah he mentioned that in his uh, speech. I think he was working on transforming. Yeah, right, and then it's the same token. There we got uh, sound editing. We had a tie. Holy shit! It was like is one of those things. Like my brother texted me. He's like a tie. Is that possible? <laughs> I'm like I suppose so. So I think they said it's only like a tie has only happened like six times. I think all told. Yeah, hasn't happened since '68, if memory serves. It happens so rarely that um, looking at the Oscar app on sound editing, there's not even a banner that says winner yeah, because they, they couldn't fit, they didn't program in the ability to do two winner no tags. That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, we had a tie between Zero Dark Thirty and Skyfall. I'm sure to both you know perfectly fine in the sound editing category. Uh, yeah, I still, you know, after all these years of uh, like studying stuff, and I, I still don't know what the actual difference is between sound editing, and sound mixing. It's tough. It's it's. I I. I, I mean, a I'm little sure bit I get I get things, but it's like I'm not in that world. Yeah. You know? All right, so then we have uh, production designs. My choice was Les Mis, but they chose Lincoln. I I now looking back, I, it really could have been either one for me. I thought. Yeah, I um, I actually chose uh, chose Lincoln for that. Um, I think that was a safe choice. Uh, but you know, Les Mis, I thought looked great. I really liked Les Mis, and uh, watching the Oscars last night reminded me of exactly how much I liked Les Mis. Oh, oh, absolutely. I, that I I would say overall, the Oscars just really reinforced how much I truly fucking enjoyed that movie. Hmm. Uh, so makeup and hairstyling, speaking of Les Mis, they won that as well over uh, Hitchcock and The Hobbit. My brother was pissed off about that. He's just like, yeah, way more stuff. And I'm like, and even Laura thought, uh, oh, it's, it's got to go to The Hobbit, right? Because they had so much more complicated things. I'm like, mm, Academy don't always work that way, though. I think sometimes they should. Because it's just like, I, I don't know. I think it takes a lot more to put on the 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 copious amounts of makeup work that there is to do in say Star Trek than there is in well, we'll just put Les Mis up against it but yeah you know it's so much more stuff but like the odds of Les Mis winning over Star Trek are actually pretty fucking good and I just I don't and I I don't know how people can equate those two things together that kind of baffles me a bit so. I uh, I found it weird that Hitchcock didn't win that award only because um, the Academy loves itself and Hollywood so much that like that that would be the one award that Hitchcock could legitimately claim because that movie wasn't very good. Didn't see um, it, but it, the trailer looked good though. Was it was it just that bad? It was, medi- it was mediocre. Hmm. It wasn't great. It was mediocre. It was better than slightly better than the uh, the Toby Jones HBO uh, Hitchcock movie. Tony um, Jones as, as Hitchcock? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, he was great. That movie was not, though, the HBO one. Oh, um, okay. But, you know, Hitchcock had some nice touches. Uh, Scarlett Johansson as uh, Janet Lee was pretty good. So. I could see that. All right, let's go to uh, let's go film editing here. Argo won for that. I yeah. think I would agree with that. I actually haven't seen Argo yet. I've actually seen it twice now. Yeah, that good. Uh, well, it, it, I would say it's that good, but uh, it, it, and it is. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was my probably it was probably my number one movie for the year. Uh, but I, I went and uh, I actually took my dad to see it. 
Uh, and it was like I'd practically seen everything that was out in the theater at the time or anything that I particularly wanted to see. Um, so, but we went to the, uh, there's, a, there's a new, uh, the old Arboretum Theater here in Charlotte is gone and they put in a new Cinnabar, which I don't uh-huh. know if anyone knows. It's kind of like a, a very, very close style with, uh, Alamo Draft House in that, you know, they serve food and everything there. And, uh, it's a pretty, pretty neat little place. But uh, yeah, so I so I took him to see that there because that was one of the few other things. I was like, look, we either going to see this or we're going to see side effects. I enjoyed both immensely, so you know, do that. So actually, if anyone out there right now, if you go see side effects, side effects is fucking great. Go see Steven Soderbergh, who which I need to mention right now because I, you you said it earlier about uh, the show going on for a long time, and I was looking at, at Twitter during some of it, and Steven Soderbergh's fake Twitter account had some funny shit in it. Yes. Uh, one of which stuff. was there's like 20 some odd presenters. If each of them spoke for four minutes, the show would be uh, like 74 minutes long. So the, the speeches are not the problem. So I thought I was right. like, that's fucking true, dude. Do we need more? Sh- okay. All right. We're going to, we're going to take a little quick back. We're going to, we're going to Tarantino this thing. We're going back to the production. We're going back to the actual show for a second. Do we need to hear like all these fucking songs? Uh, no. I know, I know the director, or producers, or whomever the producers, I think, were like responsible for for some Chicago. But what the fuck? How much Chicago? And I enjoyed Chicago when it came out, mm-hmm. but did we need? Do we need all of that? Did we? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was weird. Um, only because like, who cares? Like, there were there were other like the the song nominees. Two of them didn't get to perform, but like we got to see the same numbers from Chicago and Dreamgirls that we saw like last decade when those movies were actually like nominated for stuff. Right. And uh, I don't know, it just felt like a like a waste of time. Like let's bring out uh, Catherine Zeta Jones and do this number. And then you think she lip synced? I think uh, she lip synced. Uh, what's her name? Jennifer Hudson to do this Dreamgirls, and we'll see. Yeah, I think I think Catherine Zeta-Jones lip sync. Jennifer Hudson, though, is as irrelevant as she's become since her Oscar win. Matt's just, I think he's still there. I'm not sure, but I'll say this for you guys: uh, as as irrelevant as Jennifer Hudson has become since uh, since winning her Oscar, she fucking nailed that song. That shit was good. Uh, Shirley Bassey, on the other hand, Shirley Bassey's not so much. All right, I'm having a couple of problems here connecting to Matt. So I'll talk about the show a little bit more. Um, uh, so I'll, I'll keep on the music theme. Uh, so while, while I didn't care for most of those other, um, most of the other, uh, other songs that they decided to do when they brought out the cast of Les Mis to do, to do their song. Holy shit. Holy shit. That was so good. That is one of those things where that is, it tells you, how much you really fucking enjoyed this song, or, 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 or well, the song and the whole movie itself. Matt is having some serious connection problems. We'll we'll figure it out. I'll hang up here and we'll try to we'll try to get him again in just a minute. Anyways, but uh, good stuff. Good pod. That's good pod. That's that's good podcasting right there. <laughs> Anyways, um, so. 
I'm going to take a little break here real quick, and uh, we're going to try to reestablish a connection with Matt, and uh, we'll be right back, guys. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Anyways, like I was, I was saying before, I went to a quick little break here that uh, as much as I didn't like some of those other uh, set pieces with, with all the music, Shirley Bassey, um, sorry. God bless her. You know, 73 years old, you're coming out there and belting out. Like, I, I give you props for coming out and doing it, but yeah, sometimes age just gets on you, man. You can't do much about it. Um. Uh, but I, I still enjoyed her performance more than I enjoyed Adele's. Oh, well, that's fucking true. I, I agree with that. Adele <laughs> can suck it. much better song. <laughs> I always, uh, I tweeted this out during during the show. Um, Adele wakes up every day and thanks God Amy Winehouse is dead. Yeah. Because if, it, if Amy Winehouse wasn't dead, it'd be like, what's the fucking point of having you here? Yeah. You're, you're, you're just her. Thank, thank you, God, that she died so I can ape her style. <laughs> what a, what a Poor, hack. Poorly. We Which, get it. We get it. Your boyfriend dumped you and you're fat. We get it. We get it. We understand. It's okay. Move on. Anyways. Uh, so back to the back to the show. Oh, yeah, and I, also, I was also talking about how the, the, um, this, the bit with Les Mis was just fucking unbelievably good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I think it was spot on. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it, and it was great that they brought out so many people. Brought a tear to the eye. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's see. All right, so we went to film editing. We're gonna skip over documentary short. Let's go for documentary feature. I haven't seen any of these, but uh, I've I heard there was a lot of buzz for searching for Sugar Man, so that's what I voted for here. Yeah, Searching for Sugar Man is, in fact, fantastic. Um, I was really happy that that won. Um, and uh, I, I think people would enjoy it if they went to see it. Um, I really liked it. Uh, I do, I do want to say, um, not only was that movie terrific, but it looks... Fantastic. We were talking earlier about uh, some of the great cinematography this year. Um, this uh, this film was actually shot by a uh, Swedish uh, cinematographer. Her name is uh, Camilla Skagerstrom, hmm. and um, she's uh, really nice. I uh, like message her online to tell her how how much I loved uh, how she shot this film, and uh, she was just super nice to uh, chat with for a moment. 
but uh it, it looks fantastic um and and on top of that it's a really good movie so i was happy that it won and i'm happy that something won that isn't depressing as shit that's one of the big things and i wanted to talk about this for a second is that how it it is that kind of just depressing thing that you always see in in all of these documentaries is that in order to be considered for an academy award you have to depress the ever living piss out of everybody oh and they do too man like I, I feel like the the other one that I that I wanted to see but I haven't yet mostly because it never uh opened anywhere around us uh even here in Atlanta is uh Kirby Dick's The Invisible War. Right. I I've heard great things about that too um, and of, of course his other films are great so. Yeah, I like I like him a lot and uh I am actually really interested in seeing that film. But I mean think about think about this. Think back uh, I the year escapes me off the top of my head, but is was there a better documentary that year than than King of Kong? Um, not even fucking nominated. No, a stellar, stellar documentary of which I paid to see in the theater twice yep. after I bit torrented it. So I just want to put that out there for you, Hollywood motherfuckers, assuming one of them would ever listen to this show, which is <laughs> impossible. Well, but, now that you've said torrents, maybe. Now that I said torrents, uh, hashtag torrents. I'm going to put that in the uh, <laughs> in the description. But I torrent it because I was like, okay, no fucking way that this movie's ever coming here. So I'm I'm going to torrent this thing, and I didn't feel bad about it. Uh, but when I saw that it was coming to Charlotte, I was like, okay, I'm going to go see this. I saw it, and then I actually went and took a friend of mine, and I was like, oh, come on, you're going to see this with me, and so. Uh, yeah, torrenting paid off for that movie because I made sure that three tickets were sold on account of that movie and on account of me seeing it and seeing in, that it was good. But we don't have things like that. Um, I think um, I think Side by Side was a great documentary this year. And, yeah. and speaking of like, you know, with with uh, Hollywood and, you know, it, them loving themselves, you would think something like that would start to appeal to them. But it's like, no, let's just do this. And I can't remember if it was out this year or maybe it was previous, but uh, uh, Amazing Shadows or These Amazing Shadows is a fucking great documentary. Yeah, I want to say that was this year. I, th- I think point. it was. Or 2012, I think so. But I don't know. There's these great movies that, like, not all documentaries have to be about, you know, inner city youth dying or the Holocaust or whatever they can be happy good positive uplifting things man and i just it bugs the shit out of me that they can't that that's not a thing that it seems that they're willing to even entertain as an idea yeah it's pretty sad i think all right let's move on um we kind of skipped over we're going through a lot of the uh uh not technical per se but uh non uh not great. Not uh, some of the lesser Oscars. Uh, so we skipped over costume design. Anna Karenina won. Very good costume design. But I, I chose that. That's what I figured because you know period piece. Period piece. Pe- period piece with poofy ass dresses. Bitches love poofy ass dresses. And when I say bitches, I mean the Academy. Um, <laughs> it's true. All all bitches love it. All right, let's go to uh, best animated feature film. Bray, I saw. I'm so fucking sad on myself because, like, these are. <laughs> it's so sad because most of the time it's like, yes, I have seen all of the yeah. animated films more than any of. Them. I didn't see any of these this year. Uh, I saw Brave and Wreck It Ralph. 
and I have um, both Pirates and Paranorman sitting purchased on my shelf um, for watching, just because I really like uh, both of those animation studios and the directors uh, that made them. As do I, which really pisses me off that I never just got the time to go and but watch I did, them. I did not bother with Frankenweenie, though I hear actually that it was pretty good. Um, here's the here's the thing, though. Uh, I really like Brave. I really like Wreck-It Ralph. Um, I'm not certain, given the strength of at least those two that I really like and have seen from this category, whether any of these... Um, were actual best picture caliber, uh, like nominee, which is rare, I think, for the animation category. Right. Because, uh, like, one of the things that uh, perennially pisses me off about the fact that there is an animated feature category is that very often the animated films, uh, at least one or two of them, are in the top seven to ten best features that were released that year, period. And it's very odd that uh, that this year I didn't feel that way, even about the two that I actually really liked. Um, but, I, but I think it was a strong category, and I'm not surprised that Brave won. Um, I would assume, actually, that that might be a voting thing uh, having to do with some of the other films splitting some votes. Well, that's that's what I tweeted was I tweeted that uh, so apparently and again I'm talking a little shit but uh, it's like the Academy looked looked at their balance and said Pixar okay check on that box yeah so I you know I could be completely wrong but yeah well I mean you know I just feel like I think Brave got mixed yeah I I think that for the people that would have voted for Paranorman they may have also voted for either uh, Pirates or Frankenweenie for those who would have voted for like Wreck-It Ralph they would have also voted for uh, uh, Pirates or possibly even have just gone with Brave Um, so I I just think that there was a lot of vote splitting likely in that category this year exactly which which led to the default of give the give the Oscar to Pixar (laughs) yeah because because this this really was the first year where I feel like even the reviews like reading the reviews of the films and listening to my uh, animation friends talk about them where uh, like all the other studios that that had films nominated including the Disney film for once uh, were on par with Pixar's product. Yeah, and that was that was the thing forever where it was just like uh, especially once since since the inception of this best animated feature. Mm-hmm. Um, that it just was a it, it's Pixar's to lose, right? And I, and I still think it is that way. You know, I mean, like it'll probably stay that way for a while, uh, especially if they ever stop deciding to make sequels to things. Um, hey, come on, man! They're making planes. It's like yeah, cars, I'm, but with planes. I know. Stacy Keach is in I, it. I actually am excited about the Monster University that's coming out, but that's because I like that movie. Yeah. Um, well, me. here's the thing. Here's the thing when it comes when it comes down to the sequels of these of these movies, is it worth it? Is it is it going to be what Toy Story was? Toy Story and its two subsequent sequels fit together in this great trifecta of of following uh, a boy through his through through the stages of childhood and yeah. it it could not have ended more perfectly 
That's why it's just like anytime they just go, we're thinking about a Toy Story 4. I'm like, fuck, no, don't do it. Don't do it. You are, you're ruining something that is great. Please, for God's sake, don't ruin it. But don't you want to know what happens with that little girl once she gets his toys? Fuck to the no, I don't. <laughs> no. But that's what they're counting on. I people know. Wanting to know. They're just like, what are the adventures that they're going to have? I don't give a shit. It was perfect. I was crying at the end of that shit. It was so good. And now you're just going to be like, and here's the rest of the story. It's, oh, fuck that. By the way. Let's, uh- Go, go ahead. Have you seen have you seen the trailer or little TV spots or whatever for I want to say oh, what fucking station A&E doing the uh, the Bates Motel deal? Uh yes, I've seen those. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think it's likely to be crap, but I'm interested because I like uh what's her name? Vera Farmiga. Yeah, I do too. Sure. I, it's like it's such an That's it. Other than that, I have no interest in actually watching that show. I I I got less interested in it when I realized it's it takes place in modern day, and I was like, "Shit, what are you doing?" Oh, really? Now I'm really not interested in it. Yeah, I, and I'm I like, really wish I had looked into that a little more. I'd like, the only way I found out about it was just, you know sitting there at a Regal and watching the, the the first look or whatever the fuck it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, "Oh, it takes place." To, oh, what's the point? Yep, and I'm like, and like most of these things, you don't really want to know, like the backstory of a killer, uh, you know, a, a psycho, as it were. Um, so the, uh, Rob Zombie fucking proved that. Um, you don't, you don't want to know about this stuff, but like it intrigued me enough, and I was just like, well. But then again, at the same time, I think they go, well, if we put it in modern times, it's not. We, we can just go look. It's not canon. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's. Maybe they're thinking, I think more of their thinking is uh, uh, that's going to raise the budget to make it a uh, period. Yeah, very much so. Pro- probably especially for uh, A&E, who's very new to the TV game. Right. Uh, uh, you know, the original series. Yeah, I was about to say, the the TV game that's not, you know. The, the we need to compete with AMC kind of TV game. Which is what everybody's doing. Boy, did AMC just kind of rise up out of the dirt. From well, and it's good too because they really pissed me off once they started showing really crappy movies in full screen. Uh, the full screen and the with the with the full screen and the commercials and, the and commercials. editing, I would never watch that. I would just be like, "What's the point?" Yeah, what is the so, point of me watching this? Anyway, all right, moving back to the Oscars. See, this is what this show is all about. Though this show is all about asides. Let's 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 do the supporting role stuff. Real quick. Okay, well, let's just, uh, like, two seconds, just do original uh, m- uh, music original song, Who's Surprised at Adele one for Skyfall. I think everybody knew that was coming. And musical score, Life of Pi. I just, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. All right, so supporting act. <laughs> it is exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, I hate that act. term, but, you know. All right, supporting, uh, let's go supporting <clears throat> actress uh, Anne Hathaway for Les Mis. And I, what- uh, I don't think anyone was surprised by that. I don't think anyone was surprised, especially even though she said she was. I think Anne Hathaway knew that shit was a lock because he's like, I'm so surprised. And then you rattle off the most perfect fucking acceptance speech. Come mm-hmm. on. Shut up. Yeah, Not I think shedding only, a tear. Her, Come on. I think her only real competition may have been with Sally Field. Um, but I don't I even mean, think she was that great, though. Yeah, I mean, look at, looking at it, it's just... I, I mean, I really loved Amy Adams in The Master. Oh, I, I think t- her performance is great in, in The Master, but... Um, if you really I, get down to it, I mean, because I, I, that was my first original choice was Amy Adams, and I was just like, 
Yeah, but the one scene, man, the one scene in Les Mis yeah. is just like, how do you fucking beat that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and, and she sells it, and she's in, incredible, uh, I think. I have, a, I have a good friend who does not like Anne Hathaway at all. So <laughs> so we, we already went over this last night. But uh, no, I think Anne Hathaway is great. I think she did just, she was marvelous, as, as they might say in the theater. Marvelous, darling. Not or that. Apps. All right. Uh, best Supporting Actor went to Christoph Waltz, which I will say... I was a little surprised about just because something inside me said they're not going to give it to him because he won so not so long ago for Inglorious Bastards. I was like, they're not going to give it to him again. Not this close. Not for another Tarantino movie. Come on. Right. But they did. But they did. And like, which which I actually was really happy with because I do think in that category, he was the best actor. I I was actually really surprised that they did not give it to. Uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah, though his performance was just—he was playing Robert De Niro, quite frankly. Honestly, he's—he's he's getting to the point where he—he's—he is. Um, where's Al Pacino? He—he's where he's Al Pacino, <laughs> where he's Christopher Walken, where it's just I'm playing me. Jack Nicholson. Jack That's Nicholson, nice. exactly. Yeah. It's just called I'm not acting anymore. I'm just gonna do what everyone thinks I'm doing. Robert De Niro is going to be Robert De Niro. So it's like he's not even Robert De Niro anymore. He's what everyone thinks Robert De Niro is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Although I didn't see Silver Linings. I was just really surprised, though, because, you know, he went out and kind of did his own campaigning. um, Didn't have a huge campaign behind him. Right. Uh, He he had that interview on, uh, I forget the, I forget the show, where he kind of teared up about, uh, not not understanding um, why he hadn't been nominated in like twenty something years. Uh, guess what, Bob? Because um, you hadn't been putting out good flicks. Yeah. I, uh, well, I mean, as as obvious as that is, uh, you know, I I think uh, somebody tweeted when that when that interview came, it was uh, Robert De Niro, star of three Fockers movies, uh, doesn't understand why the Academy has. Where's the love? Him. Where is the love? Why but, um, am I not here? But I, but I am genuinely surprised that he didn't get it. Um, Honestly, no, I, and I just didn't because even, the Academy likes to do that shit. That's true, now, and, and because Christoph Waltz had won exactly. But I, and I didn't even think about it when I was making all of my selections. Um, but my initial choice was, and and I would put the performances. I would give his just ever so slightly. I I would say they're tied, if not ever so slightly more to uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman for the master. Yeah, he's great, right? So good. And I'm like, and but Laura was just like, yeah, but don't you think the whole Scientology thing, and you know, there's got to be a decent amount of people in, in in Hollywood that Scientologists. I'm like. You know, I didn't even think about that, but you're you're right, and they didn't win anything, though. I mean, like, why the fuck wasn't that nominated for cinematography? I don't know. Gorgeous movie. Gorgeous, Gorgeous movie, shot, 70 shot millimeter? Fuck you, fucking man. Great. God. Oh, fucking amazing. Ridiculous. But I'll be honest, though, uh, it was between Philip Seymour Hoffman and Christoph Waltz for me because uh, Alan Arkin was just Alan Arkin. Mm-hmm. He didn't do a damn thing. John Goodman. If you're going to nominate somebody for Argo for Best Supporting Actors, for Best Supporting Actor, nominate John Goodman. John Goodman did a better job than Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin just showed up and said his lines. Yeah. Uh, as did Tommy Lee Jones and Lincoln. 
Tommy Lee Jones was Tommy Lee Jones. Assessment, I think. Uh, I think. I think that category is really weird. Set of nominations, like much, much weirder than uh, like the uh, the supporting actress category. All right, let's jump to uh, <laughs> actress in a leading role. Jennifer Lawrence won for Silver Linings Playbook. Were you surprised by this at all? Um, I can't say I was overly surprised. Um, I just thought it was going to go to Manuel uh, Riva. I'm, I'm just because she's old. Yeah, I mean, you, you um, would figure the they would they would lean that direction. I, I personally wanted it to be Jessica Chastain because I have loved her and everything she's made so far in her very short film career. I, um, I picked her because I thought the buzz was leaning in her direction. Yeah, I thought so too. But uh, I, I was pleased that Jennifer Lawrence won it. Although, like, really, when she needed to win that thing was for Winner's Bone. Yeah, her, her um, Winner's Bone performance was is, is still the best thing that she's put out. Silver Linings Playbook. So. You've seen that. Yeah, I've not seen Silver Lining. It so. sucks. I I fucking hate it. How that thing's like ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes blows my mind. I I I I literally hate that movie. There there are things in it that are interesting. Uh, there are ideas and concepts that could be good, but I think David Russell got up his own ass. Um, the directing is all over the place. People his like, career has really perplexed me since he uh, made that movie in Columbia, South Carolina that never got released. <laughs> um, which isn't his fault, but, uh, you know, because he, like, he went and he made The Fighter and then he made this. And it's just like, it's a completely different guy, I think. Uh, and it's weird, though, because this is exactly The Fighter. I mean, more or less. Family trouble, all this stuff, a guy who can't mm-hmm. get things right, and through a help of a, through the help of you know uh, someone else gets through all this stuff, and there's a big giant showdown thing at the end. It's the fucking fighter all over again. And the fighter I thought was just such a mediocre movie. The only thing that that elevated the fighter for me from a three star movie to a four star out of five stars movie uh, was Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian right. Bale was worth an entire Christian star Bale. in that movie. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, how good I, that I fucking actually- performance was. But I everything else Christian was just Bale mediocre. The fighter so much that I went out and bought the Blu-ray. But to me, everything else about that movie was just, eh, it was okay. But yeah, it, it, was, it was perfectly fine. But uh, Christian Bale, man. So that's that's what kind of killed me. So uh, I, I'm not of of the actors in Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence was the best. Her role w- was pretty good. Um, her acting was just fine, but. I mean, and and that's the thing, and and that's what I was telling Laura with stuff is that you have to be able to separate whether or not you liked a movie from the performance, because she hated she hated the master, but I'm like, even if you hate the movie, you have to admit that Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman and Amy Adams put on amazing performances. Yeah, whether or not you hate the movie, it's fucking good. Can we can we talk about Daniel Day Lewis? All right, let's jump up to best actor then. Daniel Day Lewis. How I haven't seen Lincoln uh, in its entirety, um, which I know sounds really weird, but it has to do with my uh, illegally watching it. Eh? Um, (laughs) um, Look, look, I'll I'll go right here and admit admit this at the same time, and you can come and get me, motherfuckers. I I only got through about forty five minutes of Zero Dark Thirty, so. Um, here, here's the, here's the, here's the thing. Um, I love Daniel Day-Lewis. 
I do not think that what I saw of his performance was better than Joaquin Phoenix in any way, shape, or form. I will agree. Now, I picked Lincoln because I or I picked uh, Daniel Day Lewis because I figured that was the direction with which it was going. Oh, I, I did too. Uh, but you yeah, know, I nobody, think if you nobody if likes you, to make Oscar history more than the Academy, yeah. You want to get down to brass tacks. Walking Phoenix had the best performance of the year with, I would say, Hugh Jackman actually following very close at his heels. Yeah, they were both terrific. But I mean, just the the lengths of uh, of that that Joaquin Phoenix goes to uh, in in his portrayal of Freddy in The Master um, is, is amazing. Just He's from, an, it's an astounding performance. The weight loss to the way he carries himself. Everything yeah, about that like performance is amazing. It's almost like he's a completely different person than Joaquin Phoenix. In, in a way that, like, Daniel Day-Lewis does very well as well. Um, but I think he just out-Daniel Day-Lewis Daniel Day-Lewis this year. Yeah. it's in, But you're right. You're, you're exactly right. And the Academy loves the hell out of being the Academy and being able to set this... Uh, this new, you know, record, or it's like it's the first time for something. That's what really bugged the shit out of me about um, Catherine Bigelow winning for um, Hurt Locker. Well, and, I, 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 I actually agree with their decision on that. But. L- let me tell you, let me tell you why I, I, it was like I didn't like it, and the fix was in at that point. Okay, was just before the break, and I want to say now it's been a couple of years, but I want to say it was Barbara Streisand. Who is like stick around? Uh, up coming up next, the uh, the best the uh, the winner uh, winner will be announced for best director. Will it be you know four of these guys who were you know great directors? Blah blah blah. Or will it be the first time ever for a woman? And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Because that that's ridiculous. You don't want to do anything based upon the merit of the of the work. It's not whether it's supposed to be if you're a man or a woman. It's whether or not the work is 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 the best. And when you put something out there that says, "Oh, will it actually be a woman?" Fuck you and your PC bullshit because that is not how things are supposed to work. But that is the stupid ass society that we live in, to where it's just like it's a lady's turn now. Fuck you. Pick the best one. Well, I, I mean, the unfortunate byproduct of, of that is that I think that year they did pick the best director, and, and this year they did not. Um, not even nominated. Uh, uh, Catherine Bigelow, in the last half hour of Zero Dark Thirty, outdirects every other motherfucker that made a movie in 2012, hands down, uh, no doubt about it. She just completely shows them what the shit is up. Um, now, like I said, I, I will, I will, I, I can step back here and just say, now I haven't, um, I only saw the first 45 minutes of, of, uh, of, of Zero Dark uh, Three. Of Zero Dark Three. I could fucking remember the name. Uh, I, and, and I'll be honest, uh, now, now granted, some of it was, I was streaming from my computer to my Xbox and, um, it's sometimes my it, it it's a little difficult. So I was having some video hiccup issues, so that kind of frustrated me more than anything, uh, and, and not for lack of wanting to finish it, I, I guess. But at the same time, I was just like, I I was kind of bored. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. I'm not saying it was bad, but like for that first forty five minutes, I'm just like, 
I mean, I get what they're doing. I get what they're establishing. Things are interesting enough, but I I don't I don't care. I think that I think that uh, what a lot of people who did not like uh, Zero Dark Thirty, aside from the like political zealots who didn't actually watch the fucking movie um, before, like just bagging on it for its supposed political messages. Um, I think what what got into a little bit of trouble is that uh, the marketing did not let people know what kind of movie they were in for. And it's totally a like step by step procedural. Like it's a very classical procedural structure um, to the narrative. And I think if you go into that expecting that, then you will enjoy it. And if you don't, um, you'll kind of think like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Yeah, and like, and I'm cool with the procedural stuff. I have I have no problem for that. But for me, it was just like, I don't know. It just I, so far, like I said, it, I I have to go and wa- finish the whole thing. Yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and just, I I can't judge half a film. That's ridiculous of me to do. But, um, I I I I I'm gonna go so far as to say that you know there you know Affleck not being nominated for Argo was a fucking mistake. I mean, the dude uh, went through and won every other fucking award that's out there. I actually think him not winning like for uh, like Gone Baby Gone or The Town is is really kind of egregious too because those movies were flat out fantastic. Oops. Um. Yeah, but, and that's the thing though. Dude's got. Th- I, I I did love. Uh, let's just jump to. Uh, well. Anyways, well, I don't want to say because we haven't done director yet, but uh, let's just jump to best picture then, and we'll jump back to director. Um, okay. But Ben Affleck winning for Argo, I, I, I fucking loved his speech of how it's just like, you know, this was a dude who got an Oscar for his, you know, his first time out as, as a screenwriter and, you know, built up this big career and then just like hit the fucking dumps. Yeah. Got shit on by every motherfucker in the world. Everybody was just like, Ben Affleck's fucking box office poison. This guy can't act. He's a piece of shit. We fucking hate He's him. He's a joke. Yeah. yeah. And I've always known all along. I was like, I've I've always been a fucking Ben Affleck supporter. Yeah, me too. He hasn't been, He you know, he hasn't always made the greatest of choices. And I think he'll probably be the first person to admit that. Mm-hmm. But look at the guy's... At, the dude can act, even if he's in something that's you know as dumb as Armageddon. His acting is still fucking good in that ridiculous movie. Yeah, I, I agree. And 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 if anybody thinks that he can't act at all, just fucking look at Chasing Amy and tell me otherwise. I, I'd like to see you try. Well, I think I think people you know people actually point to that movie sometimes when they when they tell me they don't think that he can act. And uh, I, I really think that it just has, has to do with people don't like Kevin Smith's uh, like writing style. That's but, fine, but but that's his acting's that's not, still good in it. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, there's I don't of, know. There's I mean, like I said, like I said before, I think it's a lot of that being able to take something as a whole and separating it. It's take, taking the whole and separating its parts, being able to look at things all from from a different perspective because there's. Uh, let's take uh, let's take Tree of Life for example, because I believe you hated that. Is my am I correct in that assumption? I uh, didn't hate, but absolutely did not think was terrific. But okay, it, Laura hated it. I could feel the hate seething off of her in the theater. It was just like it was hurtling towards the screen in its what three hour runtime, whatever it is. But I'm like, right. look, even if you hate this movie, you ha- you got to admit 
It's a beautiful film to look at. Yeah, even if, even if you hate it, you, you still got to. And she would. She, she almost really doesn't even want to do that. And I'm like, you got to be able to separate all this kind of stuff. And you know, I don't know. To me, that's an important thing to do. What was I'm trying to? My fucking internet's piece of shit. What What was Catherine Bigelow up against with Hurt Locker? Um, let me look it up. Real was it bastards? Quick. Uh, very possibly, but I, I want to say no. I can't fucking um, remember. My brain is not in like just Wikipedia's being a jerk off. Let's see. At least to me, I'm not. I'm not good with this newfangled interwebs. I'm gonna I'm gonna log on here, but anyway, what what were, what were you what, what do you want to say about that? Uh, well, no, I was just I was just trying to remember on what stuff. So, what it what, what was there? Yeah, what what she was going up against because I I didn't agree that year because I mean I saw her like enjoyed it I like it. Yep, All but right, I, I from my memory I was just like I, I didn't think that was the best movie of that year. Okay. Well, we're waiting for that. Let's just let's just have a little bit of fun. What are you going to do about it, asshole? All right. right, Best picture that year was Avatar, Blindside, District Nine, An Education, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Precious, A Serious Man, Up, and Up in the Air. I just don't think anything was better than Inglorious Bastards that year. Herdlocker just was not not even fucking close, because like to this day I still believe that Tarantino's best written uh, piece of work is still Pulp Fiction, and his best directing is Inglorious Bastards, and I and it really yep. it's like the the end line of the movie is like I think I've got my masterpiece, and that to me is his fucking masterpiece, and the fact that he did not win for that was a fucking shame. No, I actually agree. I think I think that uh, Inglorious Bastards was uh, was better than The Hurt Locker. I just think that uh, Catherine Bigelow uh, directed better. Than yeah. that. I know that's a nitpicky thing, but I like I, I I legitimately do think. I mean, she was up against like she was up against Tarantino, but she was also up against like Jason Reitman and Lee Daniels and James Cameron, all of whom are like, meh. Yeah, Lee Daniels. What a man. I mean, I, like, like I like the Paperboy this year, and I like I thought Precious was just fine, but um, you yeah, know, like best director? You fucking kidding me? No. Nah. Jason Reitman. Hey guys, let's uh let's use the same camera setups and shit that my dad uses, except my movies are going to be classier. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I still. Thank you for smoking. Still, just. So great. <laughs> no, I, I and I still young think adult that's is great. probably uh, young adult is my favorite thing he's done. Um, I, I love Thank You for Smoking, but like Juno and Up in the Air, I Ju- just don't care about. No, oh, well, Up in the Air I liked more than Juno for sure. I, up in the Air was like I was. I did too. I was okay I just, about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's. All right, two more things to really cover here. So we have uh, Best Writer, and I, I mentioned earlier Quentin Tarantino won for Django Unchained. Uh, I was stoked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I, like I said, I don't think it's his best written work. I still think Pulp Fiction has that honor. Well, I think I think where Tarantino, my the head of my department at Emory, um, the other night was he. You know, he he completely disagreed that uh, Tarantino had written a good script. Um, 
he's you know he said like the first hour is great and then after that but i really think that the strength of uh of Django and Chain's screenplay comes from that hour or so that you're at Candyland right i really do think that that is the best written material in the film the dialogue's fantastic the uh you like what what i really liked about Django right just to kind of throw this out there is that it gives you what you think you're getting with Django Unchained in the first half of the film. And the second half is like fucking dark as shit. And uh, like, it still has those moments of like zaniness or like bizarre uh, non sequiturs. Um, but it, but it really is much more of a like we're going into the heart of darkness kind of right. vibe, and I really you know think I, that's I when never fucking really thought about strike. it that way. But you were so fucking right. That it's very heart of darkness kind of deal. Yeah, I th- that's I amazing. Think I didn't think better, about that. I think I think the last half of Django Unchained might be a better heart of darkness adaptation than uh, Apocalypse Now, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I actually really liked, uh, his, his screenplay for this. Um, yeah, I was, I was, I was stoked that he got it and you know, it's anything that can keep him going longer. Um, <laughs> I'm all for. Yeah. Right. Did you hear uh small aside? Uh, that's what this episode might be called. Um, did you see it's available on YouTube, but, uh, he was on Stern not too long ago. Really good interview. Uh, Stern gets into this stuff, you know, just little things involving like, you know, his history is uh, with his dad and uh, the uh, the blogger chick that wrote about him sucking her toes and shit. And mm-hmm. uh, good interview. He, and <laughs> and he, he even like I, that's what I love about Stern is like he's the only cat that can just go, how much money? He's like, he's like three hundred million dollars uh, uh, glorious Bastards makes the office. What do you get of that? <laughs> Yeah, it's like who the fuck? No one else has the balls. To just go. How much money do you make off that shit? And I'm like, oh, I love it. It's just like he's really asking the question that all of us kind of want to know, but no one's really saying anything. But like, so I forget the exact number, but uh, he's doing well. Tarantino's doing well. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think he's one of the few people the Weinstein's just can't fuck with. Yeah, at this point, I think they'd be really fucking stupid to do so. It's like. Like the Weinstein Company is really just relying on him at this point to make bank. Um, Boy, did they try to buy everything this year, though, didn't they? And yeah. It didn't really work. No. That's what I. That's what I loved about uh, Silver Linings not winning anything. And I was just like, oh, couldn't buy that one, could you? Uh oh, here comes QT. Here we go. <laughs> Boom, winner. Uh, so. All right. So then the last thing we're gonna talk about real quick is uh, best director. One yeah. by Ang Lee. Hmm. What do you like? Right, let's start here. What are your thoughts on Ang Lee himself? I actually, I really like uh, him. I like Lee's stuff. Uh, I actually really like his uh, Hulk movie, even um, because I think that that is zombie dog. E- well, it's even more, even more so than a than a Marvel superhero movie, though. It fits perfectly within what I think an uh, an Ang Lee film is. Um, like father-son relationships and familial turmoil sort of thing. Um, so I, I understand why people don't like it, but it's because he made uh, the Hulk into an Ang Lee movie. As, as I was as just going to say, it was Ang Lee's Hulk as opposed to yeah. like Marvel's Hulk. Right. 
Um, but you know, I, I, I like the guy. I liked uh, Brokeback Mountain quite a lot. Actually, um, like that year, I was a little pissed that that movie didn't do as well with the Oscars. Um, here, here's the thing about the director category this year. I wasn't crazy about any of the nominees. I mean, I, I hadn't seen all of them, but I still wasn't crazy about them. You know, right. like just because because oh, of the work seen, of the person. Yeah, well, it's like, well, here's here's David O. Russell, who probably should have just been nominated like for uh, Three Kings and maybe one for that. Um, here's this new guy who's directed this kind of uh, crowd pleasing hit with a very young kid. And everybody seems to like it. Yeah. And then, oh, look, it's uh, Michael Haneke's latest depressing, shitty movie. And, yeah, why the hell? Let's throw Spielberg in there again. Yeah. And that's, I think that's where most people figured it was just going to go, was to Spielberg. And that's that, That's where my pick was, because I was like, okay, that seems to be the yeah, conventional I thought so wisdom. Too. Yeah, I thought I thought it would I thought it would as well. Um, I knew when when uh, a more one foreign language film that Hanukkah was not going to get the directing Oscar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that's the thing though too, and that's that's another thing that was just like, uh, okay, if you're gonna, I, I, it kills me that like that was in there for best picture and and, and best foreign and it's and like, foreign language. Yeah. It's like, dude, uh, first of all, if you're in both, how can you not win your foreign language film? And right. second of all, it's just like I just don't know. Free up that space for Paul Thomas Anderson, or or, or you know, for for the master in that category. Or so. there's just so many. I mean, there, there's like three of those spots really could have been replaced. Uh, yeah, actually, like honestly, uh, like I had heard all season. I wasn't surprised that only one. I had heard all season, um, including when the film came out, that Life of Pi was totally a quote unquote director's movie, right? Right. Um, as opposed to anything else. So I wasn't surprised. And I know that he'd been doing fairly well in the awards categories before the Oscars. Um, but honestly, aside from that, like all, all four of the others could have easily been replaced, I think, by any number of things. They just were not things that I thought looked like they were amazingly well-directed. And, and I've said in a previous like, podcast is that, you know, as much as I shit on him for the King's speech, and I think deservedly so, Tom Hooper fucking directed the shit out of Les Mis, man. Mm-hmm. He, I that, agree. he actually directed that movie, and it's just like, it's, it's such a fucking shame that it's like you weren't even nominated for the one that you actually directed really well as opposed to the other one where you just set up a camera and said, hey, amazing actors, act. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think I think that's one of the shames of it. Um, so, yeah, anyway. that's pretty much our Oscar talk for the year overall. Meh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but probably not helped by my not having seen at least half of the things that were in every category. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna second that one. Uh, I just I I'm trying to remember how many. Uh, here, here's actual the thing films about I that. saw this year and it was so low compared to like last year right here here's the thing about the about about the things that were nominated for the Oscars uh usually I try to see most of them especially if I actually am interested um just because they're nominated for you know Golden Globes and Oscars and SAG awards etc um this year I wasn't even interested in seeing the ones that I didn't see before. I mean, I wanted to see Argo, but I just never found the time, right? Yeah. But everything else, 
I just like didn't really ha- have a big impulse even after I knew that it was nominated to like care about seeing it. And I think that's really odd. I think that's a problem. Yeah, when things aren't compelling enough that you that you want to that you make that extra effort to leave the house. Mhm. And that's that's not good. Can I can I can I add before we leave? I just want to say that uh I think it is a damn shame that Lawless was not nominated for anything. Have I've you seen heard, Lawless? No, yet? but I've heard great things about it. It is fantastic. And uh like I don't know. It's a, it's a thrilling movie and some great performances, even from uh, even from Lowell even Stevens himself. Um, I, I think at some point we're gonna have to stop giving shit to Shia LaBeouf, which I'll miss. Look, I, I I've now granted he's had some bad choices, but I've always kind of been behind that kid. I'm like, name another dude in this in that age range who can act that well. Mm-hmm. You, right. you just can't find it. Uh, he's not. He doesn't always do the best pieces, and you know, whatever, whatever. But I, I just don't. There's not a lot of you know, twenty six year old actors. Who I think, or I, I guess that's around his age. Maybe, maybe probably even a little younger than that. Right. But somewhere in that you know mid twenties range, that's actually a really decent actor. They don't fucking exist, man. They're no. just not out well, there. I mean, now but, he should be taking better roles, but you know that's that's up to the actor. And if somebody fucking waves a dump load, a, a dump truck load of cash into your house, you'll go, sure, I'll do Transformers Twelve. Right. Well, I mean, that's the entire like. I th- I think at this point, that's the entire reason that Eugene Levy ever makes anything, right? Yeah. So, but but I I will say that the real tragedy of Lawless is that um, Nick Cave's screenplay is astounding. And and it's it's adapted from a from a book, and uh, I I just don't see how that could have at least been a, like a nominated. It is it is an astounding script. Now that and, you're and for something wrong, you're surprised about that. Well, no, it's just it's it's just like uh, like you did so much else that was just so stupid this year. Uh, like, can we at least fucking look at things that were adapted from books that weren't written by people who have previously been nominated for Academy Awards? Like. Can you yeah. just look at this shit at least, please? Um, but anyway, that's that's the end of my rant. Lawless is fucking great. And uh, for, for an Australian to understand so much about uh, like Americana and American identity and to get that much right in a screenplay, um, I think is great. Just like Stephanie Myers did with uh, Twilight. Just like Stephanie Myers and Twilight, yes. Indeed. I still want to get on her box. Have you... Now... I don't know why I'm talking about this bitch. Um, <laughs> I, I just want to, I, I can only give props where props are due because uh-huh. this bitch is riding that fucking train while it's hot. And and I cannot blame her. She's got that new movie, um, The Host, coming out, mm-hmm. uh, which is an in, looks like an interesting idea, actually. Doesn't look like it's going to be pulled off very well, but seems like a really interesting idea. Um. And people, if you're going to see a movie called The Host, go see the Korean version. It's fucking amazing. So good. <laughs> the, the Korean Host, that, I thought that was going to be a piece of shit, and it was just like, it was so good. I know. I was like, we're going to see this. this is going to Why be wasn't this that sh- nominated for the announcement? Yeah, I was like, this is going to be just some sort of schlocky, like, Korean Godzilla horrible, and I was just like, fuck, this is really good. It, yeah, it was that, and then it was also very good. Yeah, exactly. In, in addition to being just amazing... 
uh, it was really good. She's also, but she's doing that, and she's doing some. She's got that some that uh, that uh, Red Widow thing. That's her deal too. I'll give her credit. Oh, really? She's yeah. That's I, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. I'm that's actually her interested deal in too. seeing that show. God damn it! So, <laughs> <laughs> Seventy Myers, you son of a bitch! <laughs> you are. Yeah, no, uh, like. Striking while the iron's hot, man. I, I can't. I, you know, you get it in man, while the getting's good. That sucks so much. I wanted. I was so pumped because I love Rada Mitchell. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll still give it a chance. We'll She's already a- sucked me in. Well, you gotta know it's probably deliver- derivative of something else. Well, of, co- of course it's. So, probably, like, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's derivative of that. Uh, isn't it? Was it? This is the one where her like husband gets killed, but she's an agent or some shit like that, right? Yeah, something like um, that. Wasn't that just that Ashley Judd show last year that got canceled? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That looked like it could have been interesting, but I didn't. Uh, I never <laughs> once fucking watched it. But I was like, I'd seen stuff, and I was just Here's like, the thing. Oh, I yeah, watched I like three episodes of that Ashley Judd show, and um, <laughs> that should be the next one that Ashley Judd show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well. Well, you know, if she ends up uh, getting elected to, to uh, Congress, you know, it will be that Ashley Judgeship. But uh, at least it'll be it, like politics the, for better looking was, people. There was so much like really shitty matte green screening, like like just matte shots that just yeah. did not make any fucking sense spatially whatsoever. <laughs> it was it was actually like painful to look at. Like I wish I wish at that point that uh like I had been looking at Life of Pi or something that would that was com- at least competently constructed on green screen. Well that's how we end the Oscar show with a bang, ladies and gentlemen. You guys remember that actually judge show that was on for like five episodes? <laughs> this is it why this is why people season. tune into this show, man. It's the cinematic fucking <laughs> musings of morons. Who knows? So that's your Judd program. Was on hey, TV. man, I, I have a degree in this shit. Yeah, this motherfucker is an educated bitch. At least I'm just legitimate. a shitty uh, I'm just a shitty film graduate who's working at a coffee shop doing nothing with his life. At least I have an excuse to be terrible. Hey, man, I'm also working at a coffee shop doing nothing. Yeah, so. but you got a proper degree. Mine's just like, mine's, a, mine's a, just an associate of science and film. That's it. Ain't nothing. No, that's That just good means too. I know how to turn a camera on. <laughs> That's more than most people, sir. Uh, that's true. More than most people. All right, folks, that is it for this uh, special Oscar edition of the Film Find. Um, uh, visit us on the web. We have a presence on the web, uh, thefilmfind.com. Uh, also, uh, please email us at thefilmfind at gmail.com. Uh, if you email us, uh, your email will be read on the air. You can call us fucking assholes. We're, we're going to yeah. read it. I'll, I'll be called. It won't be the first time. I've been no, called. no, no, no. My mom calls me no, that no. on a daily basis. Um, but we'll we'll read that. And please, for the love of everything that is holy, go review us on iTunes. Please review us on iTunes. That's how other people find this. This is how more than ten people will end up listening to this podcast. Is if you go and review it on iTunes. If you leave a good review on iTunes, who knows? We're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna look around and uh, we we might send somebody who like. You know, if you give like a fucking awesome review, and uh, we like it, and we'll read it on 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 one of the podcasts, we'll send you something. Maybe a DVD I have, or I have books stuff to get rid of too. So I can okay, do. so there you go. We will give out prizes. That's how. That's that's what we're doing. We're reaching out to the public and just saying, look, just help us out here. You scratch our back, we'll scratch yours, and all that kind of fun funky shit so uh all right everybody that is it for us and uh tune in next time where we uh talk about who knows 
and we we may do most more crap. Yeah, more crap. More, more of us talking about Ashley Judd and, uh, and, and Ashley Judd's jugs. That's gonna be our next podcast, Ashley Judd's. Jugs. Well, I got some movies I can talk about in that regard. Excellent. All right, everybody. We will see you uh, next time. Hell yeah. Where the fuck you at? Can't scrap a lick So I know you got your gats Your dick on hard From fucking your road dogs The hood you threw up with Niggas you grew up with Don't even respect your ass That's why it's time for the doctor To check your ass, nigga Used to be my homie Used to be my ace Now I wanna slap the taste Out your mouth Make it bow down to the rope Fucking me Now I'm fucking you, little hoe Oh, don't think I forgot Let you slide let me ride, just another homicide, yeah, it's me, so I'ma talk on, stomping on the easiest streets that you can walk on, so strap on your Compton hat, your locs, and watch your back, cause you might get smoked, low, and pass the bud, and stay low-key, BG, cause you lost all your homies' love, now call it what you want to, you fucked with me, now it's a must that I fuck with you, yeah, that's the fuck I'm talking about. We have your motherfucking record company surrounded. Put down the candy and let the little boy go. You know what I'm saying? What is this, your farewell speech? Bon voyage, motherfucker!